Open your Bibles again to Matthew chapter 6. And if you're wondering why we're doing that, I asked Andrew to do so. Because I've watched uh, Hope Baptist Church in uh, Toledo. They started it with their kids young, and I've never heard a better choir. I've never heard they, their, their ensembles and all the different things. It's amazing what they can do, but their kids learn at an earlier age. So it doesn't make it something that's torturous for them. Okay? Matthew chapter 6, where we've started last few weeks. No man can, verse 24, no man can serve two masters, for either he'll hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet your body, what ye shall put on. Is not life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into the barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewith shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for morrow, the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And again, this is the second, third, one, two, this is the fourth message on take. And we talked about the ideal of there's things that God tells us to take. Here he's telling us, don't take these. Don't be carried out with the, the thoughts of the world. Don't be so caught up in yourself that uh, you have to do something just to make you happy. Because again, it's not about you. And I brought that, when I started this, okay, one of the things I mentioned, I'm tired of hearing about it, it says, this is my body. Okay, I'll do what I think is best for me and not realizing that the minute that conception takes place, it's your body and someone else's body. They just don't want to talk about that. Okay, and so, you know, we need to understand that you have to be careful about having all your thoughts on the physical, all the thoughts on personal needs. And then I want you to think about the things that God says us to take. And for the first thing we saw in um, Psalms 116, verses 1 through 13, it was take the cup of salvation. And we, we, we talked about that and preached on that. And if you're here tonight, even though on a Wednesday night, normally unless they're real young, generally they're saved. But if you're not saved, you need to take the cup of salvation. You need to be saved. If you're not saved, you're lost and undone. And without God and without hope in this world, and you're going to a devil's hell. So you need to take the cup. And then Jesus said, take my yoke, okay, and learn of me. And so we need to take that. So if the first one is salvation, the second one we need to take is an attitude of service, of service. And we, 
We spent time looking at that in the different verses. In Matthew 16, 21 through 25, it says, take up the cross and follow me. And we spent time looking at what it means to suffer and the suffering that can come in a person's life. Then we looked at take away the stone. And we spent a long time on dealing with people who bring stumbling blocks into other people's lives. You know, and a stumbling blocks, okay, that get brought into your life, you need to look at it from the standpoint that they can be an opportunity for the grace and power of God. It says take away the stone. And the, the, but the thing is we need to make sure is that even though stumbling blocks may come, we ought not to be someone else's stumbling block. And we spent time on that. Then two weeks ago, because I gave up the service to Brother um, Netterville, last Wednesday, is we looked at the sufficiency. Take hold of my strength. And so many people are afraid and you don't have to do it in your strength. My grace is sufficient for thee, God says, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. The Apostle Paul said, I'd rather glory in my infirmities for when I am weak than I am strong. You don't need to think that you have to have the strength. You just have to have the obedience. Okay, and then we looked at uh, in Hosea 14, verses 1 through 3, again, because look, we've looked at taking salvation, taking service, taking the suffering that will come in your life, because it comes to all, taking the stumbling blocks and looking for God's hand in that to be able to see how he can work out of it, and then take hold of my strength is realizing God is sufficient for what you're going through, if you will allow him to be that. He's your sufficiency. And then the next one, the one we finished with two weeks ago, was take with you words. And the context of that, it's by it's praying, supplications. Hebrews 13.5 says, By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And we looked at Philippians 4.6-8 through 8. again. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through who? Christ Jesus. We get caught up with all the intensity of the stuff that we face. And we don't take it to God. And we need to pray more with that. Okay? And then finally, my brethren, what sort of things are true? What sort of things are honest? What sort of things are just? What sort of things are pure? What sort of things are lovely? What sort of things are of a good report? If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And that's where we stopped two weeks ago. Okay? Tonight, I want you to go to Genesis 22. See, once you've taken the cup of salvation, once you understand that God expects you to serve Him, once you realize there's going to be suffering, and you're going to face stumbling blocks, and you come to realize as you continue going forward and you're just trying to be obedient to the Lord, that He will be sufficient for your needs, and then you realize He commands that you ask Him and talk to Him about it. Okay, I used to tell my kids, tell me what you want, I can't read your mind. Well, guess what? God can. But he wants to make sure you know what you're asking him. Because you know what it comes down to? 
we have probably the major prayer request on our prayer sheet is what? Unspoken. You know who knows what those unspoken prayer requests are? The person asking them, the Holy Spirit of God, the Son of God, and God the Father. They know. Everything is naked and open unto the eyes of Him with whom we have to do. So now once you understand that and you're willing to come before Him, I want you to see in Genesis 22, what's the next thing you need to take? And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here, am I, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer a sacrifice for him? No. Offer him, therefore, a burnt offering upon the mountains, which I will tell thee of. One of the favorite messages I've ever heard from Brother Sam Gipp is, what's your Isaac? What's your Isaac? See, because what it comes down to is this is implies a sacrifice. See, now, did God require Abraham to put his son on the fire, plunge the knife in, and then burn him alive? No. Abraham had failed a few tests in his walk of faith. Okay, and he didn't depend enough on God. And now Isaac was the son of his promise. The one thing he had been looking for and forward to from the promises of God. He was the son of promise. Ishmael wasn't that. Isaac was. And God says, I want you to give them to me. So what's your Isaac? You know, what do you love more than God? Go to Mark chapter 12. Pastor Kenny and I were talking, and I don't know if I will go where we were going with this, because he says, you won't get done tonight, preacher. We were looking at different, you know, different doctrinal things, different things that takes place with this. But Mark 12, verse 28, And one of the scribes came and having heard, Mark 12, 28, heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all is the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And what? This is the first commandment. And the second like, is like unto this, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandments greater than these. And the scribe said unto him, Well, Master, thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the what? Understanding. And with all the soul and with all the strength and to love his neighbor as himself is more than a whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. I'll give you something extra to think. I'm not going there. Put that in the context of what Jesus did for us. Let this mind be in you, Philippians chapter 2, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of what? 
took upon him the form of a servant made in the likeness of men. He became the sacrifice. So we no longer need the burnt sacrifice. There are more. The sacrifice of Christ is more. I don't want to spend a lot of time. I just want you to think about it because he's telling you, what are you willing to give? What are you willing to give? Are you willing to give the thing that's dearest to your heart outside of God to God? Where's the safest place to be? In your hands or God's hands? See, we sing a song, take my life and let it be. Do we mean it? Do we mean it? Take now thy son. Some people, you know, if you are the most important person in your life, <laughs> you're going to have a pretty lonely life. You are. You understand? That was the way, that's the way Lucifer was. And he became Satan because of it. And where is he going to spend all eternity? In the lake of fire. Not with anybody with him. It's outer darkness. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. Eternal torment. The first commandment is to love the Lord thy God. In Matthew it says to love the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. In Luke it says to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and all thy strength. And then they come together in that because of the sacrifice. Because you got to remember, when someone's lost their mind, what can't they do anymore? They don't understand what's going on around them. It's confusion. Is God the author of confusion? When you're willing to give it to God, it's a sacrifice. Now, how does that work in a Christian's life? Psalm 4 and verse 5 says, Offer the sacrifice of righteousness and put your trust where? In God. you got to put your trust in the Lord, okay? Psalm 51 and verse 17, this is after King David had sinned and God sent the prophet to him. And what did it cost David? David made his choices about himself, even though he was a man after God's own heart, right? The first thing he lost was the baby, and then he lost how many other sons? Four of them. You understand? There was four sons that were given up. Psalm 116 and verse 17. Do you know that if you work on having a thankful heart, it's very hard to have a complaining heart? Psalm 116 and verse 17 says, I will offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. Call upon the name of the Lord. See, take now thy son. Our Christian walk is God not necessarily... He, there's no, he's not asking for a physical sacrifice. But sometimes, you know, parents will hold back a child who wants to serve the Lord because they're afraid for them. They'll say, I don't want him in the ministry. You know what it's like? Paul Victor's mother did not want... Paul Victor in the ministry. 
her words, her mouth to our ears. But she knew God's hand on him and his call. A hundred plus churches that wouldn't have been started if she hadn't been willing to give up her son. She knew the vagaries, and I'm telling you, I'm not trying to make anything big out of this, but people who do not serve full-time in the ministry, in the pastorate or as a missionary, don't really understand the requirements of that and what it can do in a family. It just you don't because you're not, it's not required of you. It's not to put down. It just means I don't understand what's required of someone else who does something else. I'm just saying with that, that situation, and she did not want her son to be poor because in India, missionaries and pastors are poor. She come from a high caste family. They gave up everything. She married her husband and started serving and starting churches. Paul has two different master's degrees in engineering. At 23 years of age, he had a six-figure job back in the late 80s, early 90s. At 23, he says, I must do what God's called me to do, and he quit that job. And his mother then supported every decision he made. Even in her house, she said, I don't know how much time I have. She called, I can remember Steve and Dawn and Judy and I, and she'd want us, she'd want, she would hear us pray for him. And we got called down into Paul's house, his parents' house. And she's going, always pray for him. Be there for him when I cannot be. Sacrifice of thanksgiving. What's your Isaac? What are you willing to sacrifice? See, when people hear the next verse, I'm going to quote to you. I want you to think about it. You ready? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your what? A living sacrifice. That means God's not asking you to die for him. He's asking you to... A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your... And be not conformed unto this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. How does the mind get renewed? Repentance towards God, faith towards Jesus Christ. You're asking God to change your mind. By the renewing of your mind, that you might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Your body's a living sacrifice. Hast thou no scar? <sighs> no hidden scar on foot or side or hand. I hear thee sung as mighty in the land. I hear them hail thy bright ascendant star. Hast thou no wound? Yet I was wounded by the archers spent, learned, leaned me against the tree to die and rent. By ravening beasts that compassed me, I swooned. Hast thou no wound? No wound? No scar? Yet as the master shall, be the, shall the servant be, 
and pierced are the feet that follow me. But thine are whole. Can he? But, yeah, but thine are whole. Can he have followed far? Who has no wound or scar? Take now thy son. You're going to have sacrifices in your life. They'll either make you bitter or they'll make you better. They'll either make you think of helping others or dwelling on you with that. Take now thy son. And with that, I don't want to start the last one. You're going to go one more week in this because I'm not going to keep you until quarter of nine. So we just need to realize God wants you to be willing to take the sacrifice. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice. You know, the world suffers without the hope that we have. The world suffers loss without the hope that we have. The world suffers pain without the hope we have. The world suffers agony of thought and mind without the hope we have. And the world doesn't even understand sometimes that what's taking place is part of a spiritual battle. And the one thing that's required of any soldier or one in the military is sacrifice. And you know what you are the minute you got saved? You're a soldier in the service of your king. Take now thy son, thine only son, and offer him. Whatever your Isaac is, the safest place for it is with God. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity to preach your word and pray you'd use this to speak to our hearts and help us, Father, to be willing to let go of self that we might bring glory to you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good night and God bless.